When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Welcome in, Aggie fans. It is the Aggie Coaches Show here on this Wednesday night. Back with you from the official tailgate headquarters of the Aggies here at Rudy's Barbecue at 1020 North Telshore Boulevard. Come join us tonight for dinner. We're with you until 7 for the Aggie Coaches Show. We're also with you every single Wednesday for the rest of the month until February 1st. Coaches show lineup tonight. We'll talk to head football coach Jerry Kill. We'll talk to women's basketball head coach Jody Adams and the athletics director Mario Mocha. Basketball is at home a couple of times this week. The women are at home on Thursday and Saturday. And then we'll have another whack doubleheader on Saturday. The women play at 4 and the men play at 7. Live until 7 from Rudy's Barbecue. We'll talk to football head coach Jerry Kill about the quick lane bull win, spring ball coming up, and a whole lot more when we come back to Rudy's after this on the Aggie Network from Learfield. We're back with you here at Rudy's Barbecue, the official tailgate headquarters of the Aggies, with you tonight from 6 until 7. Jerry Kill, Jody Adams, and Mario Mocha is our show lineup tonight. Adam Young with you. Daniel Peterson is our network producer, and we're talking Aggie football once again tonight. Head coach Jerry Kill is with us after that magnificent season, the great finish at the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. Coach, thanks for joining us. Have you been able to take some time off and recharge the batteries the last couple of weeks since the season ended? Well, I've tried to recharge the batteries, but it seems like I is, even though I'm enjoying things, as I've been, you know, been busy. Yeah. And uh, just got back from uh, uh, the national championship game, which was uh, uh, all I can say is wow. I mean, that's uh, it was. Uh, Certainly uh, disappointing for TCU and very uh, good for Georgia. And, uh, you know, I admired, you know, Georgia's discipline. And, I mean, uh, got to see, you know, got to see practices. And, and uh, is that uh, – and Rachel was there. Mm-hmm. And Rachel worked with Georgia. And she said, you know, Coach, you wouldn't believe the discipline. He said, they're grown men. Mm. And how they acted, how they carried themselves. So, I think they're above everybody in college football now, even Nick Saban. Wow, 
That's, that's uh, well said. You, of course, were at TCU last year, Coach, and you finished as the interim head coach. Did you feel like it was important to be there for some of those players you coached a year ago at TCU? It, it was, and the administration was great to me. You know, they really were, you know, got us tickets and so forth. So it was it was uh, good to be there. And, you know, I walked in just as they were coming in from practice on uh, – I'm trying to think. But anyway, coming in from practice before I got to the next one and – and they all walked in, and they just, they couldn't believe I was there, you know, and gave me a big hug. It brought back a lot of good memories, and I was close to the kids and so forth. And uh, you know, they you know they they looked good, and and they put on some weight and everything like that. But you know, it was a night that, uh, geez, nothing. I mean, they just you know mentally, physically, every phase of the game, you know. So it's hard you know like i got out of there because i you know i i I didn't know what to say you know so you know but no i i still you know enjoyed the enjoyed seeing some people and everything and uh just disappointed in the outcome and and uh like everybody was uh you know you want to see a close game national Mm -hmm. championship and uh that just gives the southeast conference it is what it is uh people may not like it but southeast conference playing the best football in the country Big Ten's in there close, but Southeast Conference, everything, every championship goes through that that yeah. league. You get Auburn next year, so we'll talk about that down the road, right? Yeah, what are we doing? <laughs> we schedule the Southeast Conference yeah. team, and I'm saying they're the best in the country. Yeah, I love it. So I'm sure you were proud to wear your Aggie gear uh, in L.A., and I'm sure you were stopped by a lot of folks in L.A. and through the airport and on the airplane coming back to Las Cruces and, and talking to you about how proud they are of the program. You know, it's, it's been unbelievable. Uh, our coaches got, got back from the national convention. They said, Coach, it's unbelievable, the people that came up to us. Uh, you know, every TCU kid to the Tendo, before I even said hi, I said, Coach, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, you know, uh, Simone walking through the, you know, us walking through is like, you know, holy cow. <laughs> and, uh, and then coming back on the plane, there was a group of, and the Mexico State people, and they were all, you know, you know, all fired up. And somebody said something from UTEP, and, <laughs> and one of the New Mexico State people said, "Well, you didn't make it. I don't think we've seen you on the bowl in the bowl game." Oh and boy! I, and I'm going, "Oh boy!" We're exactly. gonna start that now, huh? I said, "Don't do that." So, but no, it's been it's uh, it's been kind of surreal a little bit, and yeah. I think really I just now really has sunk in after seeing a game, you know. Yeah. Head coach Jerry Kill with us, the Aggie football head coach here tonight at Rudy's Barbecue. What you did in year one, coach, and now you enter year two, the off season. Because of that, does it adjust the goals and the expectations for you going into year two at all? Well, you know, it's a deal where Coach Franchoni told me, why did you win seven games? You should only win four the first year. <laughs> and uh, But uh, I think it's one of those things where, you know, we're going into a new league. Uh, this certainly helps us in, with uh, reputation going into the new league mm-hmm. because I don't think, you know, they were all fired up until, you know, this should help. Uh, and then the expectations, uh, you know, uh, you win seven and, and uh, you know, you want them to go up. You know, you want to expect, you expect to be as good or better. Uh, but, again, you're going into a very good league. So uh, next year will be a totally different year. Uh, you know, we'll have new kids, and we got to get them to play the chemistry. And, I mean, this team had great chemistry, and, I mean, they were close. And we got to do the same thing with the next bunch that comes in. And we'll start 
with that, uh, you know, uh, let's see, two, uh, actually uh, Sunday night, mm. they all come in and, you know, we got a lot of new players coming too. And so it's a, it's a situation where every year is a new year. So hopefully we can get that same type of chemistry and care about each other as we did uh, a year ago. But, you know, I think uh, getting a taste of winning uh, helps that a little bit. What surprised you the most about this season? I tell you the I tell you the group that nobody ever talks about, and if you go back and watch a year ago's film, is our secondary. Hmm. And uh, I, I would tell you that uh, you know we didn't give up. You have to go back and you know count the big plays, but there wasn't very many of them, even against the real good teams. And uh, you know uh, our secondary. You know, and Melvin Rice, the job he did in the back end, because he's a lot of people don't realize he don't give enough credit because he's a co-coordinator and he mm-hmm. coaches that back, that back six that because we play with the nickelback, and uh, you know the job he did uh, with a group that wasn't like that a year ago is unbelievable. So it surprised me how well we played in the secondary. Uh, you know uh, how well. Those kids adjust, and then we brought some kids in. You know, Selden is a, you know, is a heck of a player, and he's going to play nickel, and we're going to move him to corner too, you know, and get him some corner reps during the spring because he wants to play corner, you know, and he's a guy we don't want to leave in the field at all. So, but uh, got to replace the two linebackers, and, you know, I think we've done good up front in the defensive line. We're going to be bigger and stronger with the recruits we're bringing in, and linebacker-wise, you know, uh, you know, you never know if you're going to, how good you're going to be there because we'll be young. But I know Keon is going to be a mm-hmm. – he's going to be an NFL player. Yeah. So, he's – you know, he's coming back, which is important, you know, with the portal and all that stuff. So, him coming back is a big boost for us. So, but, uh, yeah, secondary. It surprised me. You mentioned the secondary, and uh, Cyrus Dumas had a really good year, had a really good bowl game, and I saw a wonderful moment between you and him the last practice before the bowl game. Uh, and you said to me after, you said, that's why you coach. You know, Dumas and you really connected well this year, among other players as well, but you and Cyrus really built a connection, and boy, was he good all year, especially in the bowl game. And, and you said after that, you said, that's, that's why I still coach. Oh, absolutely. Changing lives, right? Yeah, and, you know, I'm not going to say his background and stuff like that. It's not fair to him, but he's been through a whole lot in his lifetime. And, and uh, you know, I don't know, he's like an adopted son. You know, got close. And the uh, biggest reason is he says, Coach, I want to play hard every game for you. He comes out and, you know, uh, he's just, you know, he's, he plays the game the right way. And uh, a lot of kids do, but, you yeah. know, I, there's no question, you know. And here's the deal. Uh, people need to know here that uh, he's very loyal too because his phone was burning up about transferring mm-hmm. and getting in the portal so he could have went to a power five and and uh, I think our closeness to each other uh you know and he knew I was going to take care of him the best I could is why he stayed here well I wanted to talk about that too coach because you guys haven't had very many players go in the transfer portal here since the season ended so a lot of these guys want to stick around want to help build this is that something that shocks you even in this day and age where everybody jumps in the portal right away and you've been able to keep this group together for the most part? Well, I, I, I was nervous about, you know, three or four guys for sure. And, uh, you know, you got it, it's not over. I mean, we'll go through the spring and, you know, we're going to have guys enter the portal. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the way it is. If you're not playing a lot, yeah. you're going to enter the portal. So we'll we'll still have some guys do that. I don't know how many. You know, I know that some teams have turned over as much as 30. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, so it's, it's a deal where um, I'm glad we're where we're at right now, starting school. And, uh, and, you know, I'm glad that, you know, Cyrus is here and Keon's here and, so, you know, they could keep going because we had a good freshman class, but, uh, you know, Cordell and so forth. So, but it's a deal where uh, you're never safe with that until you get to the first game. So, uh, so far, so good. Now you're going into year two, so you finally have some continuity now and you have guys returning, you have key contributors coming back now in year two. Can this be a player led program going into spring ball here in, in mid February? I'll be interested to see. You know, I can't can't you know, I can't answer that question, but it'll be interesting, you know, to see who steps up and that kind of thing, you know, and you know, we had you know, Diego's playing quarterback and uh, did it. I mean, we don't win a game without mm-hmm. his performance, but we also we also uh, recruited two pretty good quarterbacks. Yeah. And then we got Gavin, too. So, I want competition at every yeah. position. I want, I'm a Pete Carroll type guy. I want, I want you to have to go out and win every day. And so, uh, we're hoping we can get that as much as we can to where players, you know, can't take a day off. And uh, I think we're closer than that than we were a year ago. But, again, leadership comes naturally, and it has to happen naturally. And, uh, you know, usually, you know, I'd like to think somebody's going to step out. I know Dumas will. Yeah. You know, I know he will. Uh, Diego needs to continue to work on that. Uh, but uh, on defense, I don't – Keon's a natural leader. He played quarterback in high school. Mm-hmm. But uh, Dumas uh, – you know, he's he's just natural, natural leader and plays hard. He's a good player. You can't be a leader unless you're a good player. And he's, I mean, he's played really good. We're talking about the Quick Lane Bull Champs with head coach Jerry Kill, another segment with coach, and then Jody Adams and Mario Mocha will join us as well tonight from Rudy's Barbecue. With you tonight until 7, this is the Aggie Coaches Show from Learfield. We're back with Jerry Kill, the Aggie Coaches Show tonight from Rudy's Barbecue with you tonight until 7. Adam Young on hand. Daniel Peterson is our network producer tonight on radio. Coach, looking ahead towards spring ball. Still some more recruiting to be done in the next couple of weeks. Which areas are you trying to address before spring ball begins? Well, right right now, that's exactly what we're doing uh, today and tomorrow. So I wish I could answer that question about two days from now because we're really going to – analyze what we need to do I, I can tell you one position for sure is uh tight end mm-hmm. wise we need to pick up a big y tight end that can block and then we need a guy when we ain't gonna have one like george does but a guy that can do those kind of things and then uh you know uh offensive line i'd pick up one more maybe but we've done pretty well there and uh you know quarterback wise and uh, you know we might take one more. I don't know. We got there's one out there, and then we got one I can't talk about that's going to come. That will be a big timer. Uh, that will help us. But um, right now we could we could we need another. I'd take another inside linebacker, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, we're certainly you know I don't make any bones about it. You know, uh, you know right now I'm looking to get a kicking, I mean, an analyst like we had 
at TCU, which they spend all their time on special teams, and then and then uh, then we got to get better in that area. And so uh, I can't tell you who we're you know we're bringing kicker and punter in this weekend. I'm sure our kicker and punter right now are going, what the heck's he doing? But you know, hey, it is what it is, and uh, you know you got to perform, and and uh, you know so we got to we're going to make some competition in that area we're going to find out who can do it with some competition because we didn't have any and so we're going to have some now coach you sat here for two straight weeks before that bowl game and you talked about special teams for a good 10 minutes both times and sure enough you go to the bowl game and special teams struggled a little bit and you know it could be an issue in the quick lane bowl and it kind of reared its ugly head didn't it uh that's that's an understatement <laughs> it almost it should have got us beat yeah. uh can happen. Won't go, it's not going to happen anymore. And you know, we've already talked about it and changed some things and address some issues. And and uh, we got to do a better job coaching. And uh, but uh, yeah, that 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 can't happen. If, and we we won't win some games if we're doing that. So uh, that's something that's already been uh, addressed and will continue to be addressed. Uh, you know, uh, Sean Snyder, who's one of the great special teams coaches in the country. San Diego State's really good. And uh, who's the other one I talked about? Uh, there's one more that I talked about today. But we, we'll be visiting all three of these schools and uh, and three of the best in the country uh, coordinators and uh, to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, we're where we need to be. Have you noticed a change in recruiting since the bowl game? Uh, I think the kids coming in are really po more positive than they yeah. were. And, uh, you know, I'll know a lot more in the next two and a half weeks. You know, we signed 30 kids, 29. I take that back, 29 kids <laughs> in the first roll. So that's a lot of kids. I think 15 high school kids and 14 uh, junior college or – uh, portal kids so we we split it up pretty good is there a perfect mix for you or are you just trying to go out there and get the best players whether it be high school transfer portal or juco i like i like you know there's a, a mix you don't want too many of one and too many of the other and we're right right now we're right where we need to be or where i thought we needed to be this year and uh so uh now going on we'll take the best player in the next couple weeks yeah. that's uh and we're not going to take one and take one, but if we find a really good one, we, we'll take them and we'll just see how it goes. Football head coach Jerry Kill with us. The Aggie Coaches Show tonight until 7. Coach, we'll finish up with the schedule, which was released this week. Like you talked about earlier, you head to Conference USA, so now you get to play for a league championship. You only play one Power 5 school on the upcoming schedule. Your thoughts on the final schedule for 2023? Well, I talked about Southeast Conference being a power conference, and we're going down to play Auburn <laughs> and you freeze again. So, But uh, I think the schedule, you know, uh, we got – I wish we weren't playing UTEP on the road again. I mean, they should be coming to our house. Mm -hmm. But we got to do that. Uh, you know, we got three road games right there. But UTEP, you know, you're like, it's right there. But uh, playing Liberty, you know, and then going to Hawaii is uh, uh, tough in UTEP. You know, that's a tough uh, deal. But the league was good to us, giving us the week off after Hawaii, which mm -hmm. is good. And uh, and then we play some, you know, it. there's good, you know, there's ne – schedule's never perfect, but, you know, we, we need to line up. We won on the road. 
we broke that string. So, and uh, we need to win. We need to win the games at home, and and we got to find a way to steal them and steal some on the road. I always said that. Were you at Northern Illinois when they started doing midweek games in the MAC? I was. What was that like? And can you go back to those days and try to schedule accordingly, practice time, and get your guys ready for a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night game? Yep. <laughs> I've had to do it before, so that may be the advantage I got. But yeah, I've you know I I remember what we did and still got my notes and all that kind of stuff. I got to dig through it all, but uh, yeah, I've done it. Uh, it's 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 unique. Uh, but, you know, you get all the public, you know, you're, you're it. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing. And uh, it's like people don't realize we had what you, you pointed out, 2.3 million people yep. watch us in the bowl game, 2.3 million. And uh, we we're number two that day to one, and that was to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then, and then in, our, in the conferences, you know, I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. And for us, but going back to uh, – Playing the Tuesday and Wednesday games, I think it's a deal where uh, you just got to handle it. And and I'll tell you who has to handle it the most is your chancellor and those people because if you want to represent your school and ESPN is going to be on the air, you know, you've got to get your kids there, Mm -hmm. your students, and you got to get your fans there. And so we got to do a great job advertising with our fans. And then the other thing is, then people go, ah, I can't, you know, we need to, in the evening time, cancel evening classes if we're playing in the evening, which we will be. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, then you're talking about something. Yeah. And that's what, that's what a lot of those schools do, yeah. you know, and, and that's what they do in the, you know, in the power five and so forth. So hopefully our people understand that. And we do that. We can have a great atmosphere, but you know, a lot of people got to work together to get that done. And you don't want to be embarrassed. You know, you see them games and there ain't nobody there. Right. You, you can't have that happen. Lastly, Coach, speaking of the fans, you have a bull celebration next weekend on January 21st for the entire city of Las Cruces. How excited are you to see the fans and experience the bull win with them? Well, it's their team. Yeah. I said all along it's their team. It's not, it's, it's not my team. It's their team. Uh, you know, I'm happy for them. Uh, the stockholders, they bought stock into the team. They won. You know, we, we need to have another stockholder party. <laughs> I mean, we need we need more stock. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's their team. So, I mean, it, it's good for them to see their team. And their team gave everything. They, they got it. We got everything we could out of those kids. Mm-hmm. So, it's their team, and they need to celebrate with their team. And uh, I'm, I'm happy for Las Cruces and, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm happy for New Mexico because the people support us all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's not here in Las Cruces, so, uh, you know. And we, you know, I'm not trying to put fire on something, but we beat New Mexico. It is what it is. So, you know, we're, it's a good thing for us this year. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, you know, so I appreciate support everywhere, but certainly here in Las Cruces. And I'm excited to, for them to, to be out there and be with our kids during the celebration. Well said. Coach, thanks so much as always. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we we got, you know, the next one coming up is Jody's coming up, yep. correct? She's coming up. Yeah, she's she's three and one. And, uh, you know, just want to let you know that uh, I told you so. <laughs> so I'll check you later. Bye. Jerry Kill, the head football coach.
Well done. When we come back, the aforementioned Jody Adams will join us here at the Coaches Show live from Rudy's Barbecue. This is the Aggie Coaches Show from Learfield. We're back with you here at Rudy's Barbecue, the Aggie Coaches Show tonight from 6 until 7. Adam Young with women's basketball head coach Jody Adams. The Aggies continue their three-game homestand this week at the Pan Am Center. They are home tomorrow at 6 against Sam Houston and then Saturday at 4 against Utah Tech as part of another whack women's and men's doubleheader at the Pan Am Center. Coach, you've won five of your previous six, three and one now in the WAC. We sit here on January 11th. Where do you feel like your team is at, and how much has this team grown during the course of the year so far? Well, we've grown a lot, Adam, and I, you know I like where we are today. Uh, we talk, we've been talking about it here lately, is that we've got to continue to want to grow. Um, you know, and the teams that do that are the teams that are going to be in the hunt there at the end. Uh, in the tournament because they've continued to get better all year long and you know it's just such a it's a tough thing because the repetitive stuff gets old Mm -hmm. and so as coaches you got to keep doing the repetitive things because we we need those behaviors which are winning ways for us in our program we need to continue to rep those where these guys may not have had as many reps you know with winning and how we win Um, but now we're getting to understand you know how we win what are we doing when we win, and also what are we doing when we lose? So being able to answer those questions and for them to want to hop into practice and continue to rep the winning ways and, and see the results that obviously it's driven um, has just been you know a blessing for me to watch them grow and our staff. Your defense continues to be really, really good. You're only allowing 53 points per game in your previous seven games, astounding numbers. Do you feel like defense has set the tone this year and has been the key to your success overall? I do. I mean, we talk about it all the time. We're going to be a defensive team. And at the end of the day, defensive is a, you know, playing defense is a choice. And we always say somebody's got to quit, and it ain't going to be us. So we just, you know, uh, embrace that mindset uh, to be the tougher team on the court. And, and um, you know, game planning, our assistants do a great job of, you know, their scouts and, just, um, you know, how we're going to guard certain action, I think, you know, gives us leverage with our athleticism, our rotations, and, you know, being able to rebound the ball and being one and done. So, um, but, yes, you know, I, I look at us, no doubt, as a defensive team. Speaking of rebounding, you look at your rebounding statistics, and your leader is N.A. Adams, and she's averaging five rebounds per game, which isn't a ton, but you've had a positive rebound margin now in nine straight games. You're plus seven for the year, so a really good margin collectively you've rebounded the ball really well this year, correct? Yes, I, I think we're guarding the ball better, you know, so you've got to be able to guard the ball, and especially in the middle third. You know, it's uh, that's an area that's really tough because a lot of, you know, pressure on your defense and, you know, being in the gaps, be able to hedge and, and get back to the shooters. or um, You know, for us to, to grow in that area, again, which is doing hard. It's wanting to practice and do the hard things in practice and not many – you know, young women want to do that, but we've, I think we've become better at guarding the ball and getting it to one side and keeping it to one side. And, um, you know, our next thing is just being better anticipators off the ball. Mm-hmm. So that's been the huge key for us to talk about here lately is anticipating off the ball. We want to, you know, hit those gaps and be able to get more deflections and let our defense produce, you know, scoring for us. A lot of injuries, a lot of sickness this year around the team. It feels like there's already 
uh, a couple players out, and then a couple more players are out every single game. And there was a game a couple weeks ago where you had four players out. So you haven't really seen your team at full strength, and you might not during the course of the year. But that next player up mentality has kind of been huge for you. Well, I think <clears throat> as coaches, if you take a step back and really think what COVID taught you is that you better have everybody ready. Mm-hmm. And so – you know, learning in that time and seeing how it did affect the starting lineup or the first eight or, you know, just um, the players that are in rhythm together to really to make sure that all 15 can play. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have 15 and getting a rota- rotation. I mean, you've seen us platoon sub to, you know, we have five different, you know, dragons as we call them um, that we can rotate in and out. And um, the biggest thing is just finding the combination that's in great rhythm and they have great spacing and timing and which we know our communication and everybody, you know, understanding what we're trying to do at the end of the day in our offense. Um, and, you know, I, I'm really um, impressed when someone has been out that um, we have taken advantage of the opportunity to step in. Somebody has and to watch that, young lady that's been out to empower the one that has taken her place. And that doesn't happen, you know. Uh, So it's just a maturity of a team that, um, you know, again, it's a choice. We can be for each other, you know, and love each other and forget about self. Or, you know, we can fight each other and be jealous or envious. And, you know, we choose the other way to be for each other. One of those players who's been out is Fama Cham, and she's out with an injury, and then Taylin Grays gets in the starting five. In her first game in the starting five, she scores 18 and helps you win the game at Utah Valley a week ago. So she's been really good recently. How much did you need her to step up, and where have you seen her step up the most? Well, I've seen, you know, just Taylor step up tremendously after Fama has left the, you know, lineup and, you know, probably won't return, you know, this season honestly, but, um, you know, Tay and I sat down and had a talk, actually a couple of talks, and we still continue to have talks because it's really important for her to be consistent. And the swagger that Fama brought, you know, to this team and, you know, we're going to walk on the court, we're going to win this, and this is what we're going to do. You know, Tay's, Tay's the same way. She She's an ultimate competitor. I wouldn't mess with her, <laughs> uh, no doubt, either one of them. But, you know, they lead so differently. Tay's funny, and, you know, she likes to goof around. And so we had to kind of – it's okay to goof around. It's okay for you to be funny because you make me laugh too. <laughs> but um, there's times that we got to be serious and get everybody on the same page and, you know, stay locked in. Because some, some young women can lock in quicker than others. And so she's been outstanding, you know, and um, – I just look forward to continue to just be that leader and that go-getter in that position that we have her in right now. Women's basketball head coach Jody Adams with us. The Aggie Coaches Show tonight until 7. We talked about a month ago about Shania Harper before this really good recent stretch, and I said to you, I said, she could be 15-8 and eight every single night, and she's getting there. I mean, she's really starting to produce more for you. You know, Shania, it's all about just uh, consistency, right, and just approach to practice approach to game, some things need to match up. And some of these guys have never had a coach walk with them on that journey, like how do you get ready? Or, and so those are some of the things that after watching them through non-conference, we needed to clean up and help them get ready for practice or help them get ready for a game. And, and she was one of them. And, you know, sitting down with Shania, she, she, 
She has such a huge heart. She wants to do well. She's very talented. You see this huge body that's just so athletic, could do anything she wants. And I just think um, her focus has been better. Um, her attention, you know, to detail has been better. You know, the biggest thing for her is, you know, just when you miss a rotation on defense or, you know, you make a not-so-smart play on offense, you know, to get back, rebound from it, and let's get to the next play where she puts that head down and jogs a little bit, and yeah. i got to get her out then. <laughs> Three and one now in the whack, and you're probably going to say, why are you even bringing this up? It's still early, I get that, but is this week really pivotal because you have two home games and you want to stay in the hunt at the top of the whack right now? Well, sure. You know, we want to win every game. But, um, you know, these home games are really important. And, um, you know, I know these gals enjoy being at home, being in front of our home crowd. And But, uh, you know, yes. And I think you know this about me. And I don't focus on the end product. I mm -hmm. focus on uh, what's truly the whole progression of what drives the winning uh, to win the game. And ultimately, we've got to play the game the right way for 40 minutes and better than – you know, our opponent. But um, it'd be great to, you know, finish this home swing with two more wins. You get Sam Houston tomorrow night at 6. What can you tell us about the Bearcats? Well, I th I, they're an unbelievable rebounding team offensively. You know, they're going to shoot it quick. They're um, they're going to gamble. You know, the they're not predictable in some areas, which can kind of be scary for you unless you truly take ownership of the pace of play. And so we've talked about that, not letting them speed us up. We want to take care of the ball, uh, making short passes versus long passes because they are, you know, so quick and fast. Um, it'll be really important defensively that we stay underneath them. So it puts us in a um, position to rebound, and we've got to guard the ball so we're not in rotation because the more that we're in rotation, you know, less likely that we'll be in position to rebound the ball. You have Sam Houston tomorrow and then Utah Tech Saturday. We're not going to talk about Utah Tech personnel, but a little peek behind the curtain for our fans. How do you handle quick turnarounds like this with your coaching staff? When you play Thursday night, then you play Saturday late afternoon, do you have a particular coach that is working on Saturday and mm -hmm. focusing on that game even before you play Sam Houston? Right. Patrick's in that position for me um, with his staff, and he's the most experienced. He knows how I think, and – we can get right to the nuts and bolts instead of, you know, cleaning up some things of what I want to see and what I don't want to see. Uh, so he can get to it pretty quick of what I need to see and what I don't. And, um, you know, just the relationship with him. And, you know, it's just it's just longer. It's, you know, we've sat and talked basketball. He's, you know, been on staff. And so he has that quick turnaround. So his communication with me and kind of cutting off the fat and getting right to what he thinks and then, whatever changes that I may see that, you know, we we need to add or anything offensively that I think that we could do just to help give us a little bit more of an edge, you know. But that second game is a tough one, and usually your veteran scout is scouter is going to be in that position and, and be able to make, um, you know, different calls for the head coach. Lastly, Coach, you had the ribbon-cutting ceremony yesterday for the brand-new suites. A lot of local folks turned out for that, and you spoke. How cool has it been to just get involved and really have this community embrace you and your team here in year one? Well, it's just been awesome. It's been overwhelming, actually. I just Sometimes I'm blown away when I have time just to pause and um, just be grateful, uh, you know, where I am and just the receptiveness and what we're about and 
um, you know, the young women that I, you know, blessed the coach and watched grow and a wonderful staff. But this community just is a driving force. You know, we wouldn't be able to have the suites that we have if we didn't have the donors that love our kids and athletes and want us to do well here in Las Cruces and just be able to compete at a higher level. So um, it's just been very, very special. Coach, thanks so much as always. Good luck tomorrow and good luck on Saturday. Thanks, Adam. When we come back, we'll talk to the Athletics Director, Marty Omocha. He will cap off the Coaches Show with us here tonight. We're live at Rudy's until 7. This is the Aggie Coaches Show from Learfield. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Final segment tonight here at Rudy's Barbecue, the Aggie Coaches Show on a Wednesday night from 6 until 7 here at the official tailgate headquarters of the Aggies. Adam Young with the Athletics Director, Mario Mocha and Mario will start with the ribbon-cutting ceremony yesterday for the brand-new suites at the Pan American Center. How's the feedbacks been so far and how they turned out? You know, it's been uh, – the feedback has been great. There was a lot of bigwigs out there. And i got to start off – look at the bigwigs here. i got Eric Walton from Spence Asset Management. i got T.J. Runyon from Pharmacia talking to Coach Kill. So – you know, it's whenever we have an event, everybody's just all the all the all the heavy hitters are coming out. But the the suites uh, slash club seat Pan American Center dedication was tremendous. Uh, we did it yesterday. I remind everybody that was one hundred percent privately funded, and um, everybody has been uh, very complimentary. That's six suites and forty club seats. But what's great is the revenue that's generated from that. Um, you know, isn't necessarily budgeted, right? So um, there's a project, and we'll talk about this maybe a little more, um, but there's a project that can help multiple sports. And um, we talk to the university and say, hey, can we dedicate the revenue in years two and three, right? So next season and the season after that to help this project become fully funded? And they said yes. Mm. So that's the beauty of this is that, you know, whenever there's a nickel on the ground, look, Ed Pazaski is picking a nickel up off the floor literally as we speak. He throws it in the <laughs> bank account, but this is actually going to allow us to do something. He was, actually. I think it was a fork. Yeah. But the reality is um, the anonymous donor and then also Jag and Linda Chima, who were tremendous uh, supporters of this program um, um, financially, um, this is going to be something that will benefit all 16 sports, all 400 student-athletes in perpetuity. Busy week at home for the Suites. Women's basketball is <laughs> at home tomorrow and Saturday. Tomorrow at 6, Saturday at 4, and then the men are at home Saturday at 7. We'll start with the women. Jody Adams just got off the air with us. They're 3-1 and one now in the WAC. They've won five of their previous six, playing very well. And it's been a really exciting brand of basketball, too, here in year one for her. Yeah, you know, look, whenever there's a transition, you always have – you can either have, you know, the cupboards bare or you can have people that stay. You know, it was unique in so much that we had a lot of players stay. Uh, now, Jody, you know, those aren't uh, what I would say is the players she recruited, you know, for the most part. But, you know, she takes a, a team and has done a tremendous job. And I almost think – Besides the skill development and stuff like that, she has taught them that um, 
hey, we can win these close games. Sure. You know, we struggle with that. And you say UNM, man, we had this huge lead. We, we lose it, but then we come back. And now down the stretch, we don't always win. But more often than not, I think once you win a close game and you win another one, hey, you have tremendous confidence in yourself, your team, and your coaches to put you in the right position. So, um, yeah, she's, um, you know, she's off to a, to a great start with injuries and a lot of, a lot of sickness. Yep. Men's basketball is at home Saturday at 7 against UT Arlington as part of that doubleheader at the Pan Am Center. But first, they're on the road at Seattle tomorrow night. Mario, what's your message to the fans who are frustrated right now with that program? Well, I certainly understand. I feel their pain. There's nobody who's, you know, not many more frustrated than I am. I'm sure the head coach and, you know, the people who are actually in the program are unbelievably frustrated. But, uh, you know, I think this is a topic we're going to cover more, you know, when we do our podcast. So hopefully people can listen in. But, um, you know, you take a deep, try to take a deep, deep breath, step back and analyze the situation. You know, I looked at um, when Paul Weir was made the head coach, when Marvin left, you know, and the players he had inherited. And then when Paul left, I looked at the players Jans inherited in year one, and it was pretty staggering, um, you know, from Eli Chua and Johnny McCants and A.J. Harris and Jamario Jones and Sidney Nadir. Uh, I think there was maybe a little bit more. Now, we lost Jermaine Haley, right? He went to West Virginia. We lost uh, Braxton Huggins. But that core was there. And then you add in a Zach Lofton. Uh, Oh, uh, Jonathan Wilkins. So, you know, Chris inherited – um, a really good group of guys from a 28-win team. And we not only won 28 games, but we won the league. Uh, obviously, we won the WAC tournament. We beat Power 5 schools, which we hadn't done in you know quite some time. Um, so, you know, and now I look at, okay, Coach Heyer comes in. He inherits Mike Peake and Chi-Chi Avery. Now, Mike, you know, was only with us for a few games. And Chi-Chi really, I mean, I don't even know what he averaged minutes-wise the year before. but Six or seven. Yeah, yeah. at most. So, you know, he inherit, he had to go with a brand-new team. When you inherit a brand-new team, you have to – you don't have the culture to rely on. And I think that was a big thing, get a lot of uh, guys who were brand new, didn't have any returners to lean on. Um, So I think culture is a big thing. And then, you know, I think we recruited a lot of really, really good players. But I recall, you know, we've always had some glue guys, you know, and I don't know. I think we're still searching for the glue guys like a Shun Buchanan, uh, a um, uh, who am I thinking of? Um, Canada last year. Um, Come on. Canada last year. Shooter. Last year? Last oh, year. Oh, Clayton Henry. Clayton Henry. Yeah. Um, so we've had a lot of um, – we need glue guys too. Yeah. But I'm going to get into that a lot more. But do I feel everybody's pain? A hundred percent. I know the guys are trying. I mean, you know, it's funny because we talk about this offline. You go to practice. I mean, we're running very – I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're running the same stuff yeah. in practice that we that Jans is running. Yeah. They all came from the yep. same system. So, um, you know, I would ask people for a little patience. But, you know, I get it. Are they upset? Yeah, um, but I've always talked about this, Adam. It's not our birthright to win 28 and 30 games a year. I mean, I'd like it to be that, but, you know, we won, um, what, Paul won, I think, 27 or 28. Yeah, 28, I believe. Jans wins 28, 28, 30, COVID, 27. That's a great run, but you go before that. I mean, that's not something we were doing. Now, do we have aspirations to do that? Yes. Is that our expectations? No doubt. However, um, 
when you have a good thing, don't take things for granted. Winning's hard. And, you know, the other thing, too, and, boy, I forget this. We've been the New York Yankees. So when people come in here, I was watching a team that played us, and they looked like they were playing the last game those kids were ever going to play on earth. Mm -hmm. I went home about a week later. I turned it on ESPN Plus, and I'm like, I couldn't recognize that team. It looked nothing. We're going to get everyone's best shot. I kind of forget that, but our guys better understand that too. We've been pounding people for a long time. You know, a coach that just beat us walked off a floor, and he was hugging his guys and celebrating. I'm friends with him, and he goes, hey, Mari, I'm sorry. It's just we haven't won here. I go, hey, man, celebrate all you want. You beat us fair and square. But that's the mindset. We are number one on everybody's schedule. So, um, you know, and if somebody's going to have the chance to pound you, they will. So now we got to get better, and that's our charge. And I have every confidence that, you know, we'll be able to, uh, you know, to pull it out because I know what has been done in the past. So, uh, but to answer your question, do I feel everybody's pain? You're dang right I do, and I wish it was different. And we're going to do everything we can administratively to get back to uh, where we were. Adam Young with the AD, Mario Mocha with you until 7. We'll switch gears, Mario, to football. The bowl game celebration, that's going to be next Saturday in town in the plaza, January 21st, and that is going to be a huge event for this community. It is. You know, five years ago we had a great turnout after the Arizona Bowl. I'm quite sure that we're going to have a great turnout again. Um, You know, the city is a huge partner. The city of Las Cruces, they're going to bust the guys Uh, Down in the plaza, we'll have the band, the cheerleaders, the Sundancers lead them through. I know we'll uh, hear from the chancellor, uh, the mayor will speak, Coach Kill will speak. I'll say a few words. And uh, we've actually got somebody flying in from Detroit. One of the Quick Lane Bowl representatives is going to fly in on Friday. He's going to speak. We'll have the trophy there. Everybody can take pictures. We'll have all the tables out so the guys can have autograph sessions. Uh, We'll have the bowl merchandise there with Brian Cox and sports accessories. So it's going to be a big celebration on a historic season. I think, you know, a lot of times um, you don't realize this is only the fifth time in school history that we've done this. And to have it in year one, some people are, hey, did you think that this is going to happen in year one? I'm like, I, you know, Jerry is definitely the fix-it guy, but in year one, no, and to win seven games is pretty amazing. But, yeah, I'm really, really excited, and I hope everybody circles that on their calendar Saturday, January 21st, noon to, you know, 2 o'clock-ish yeah. is, the, uh, is the event. Coach and I touched on the bowl game TV numbers. 2.32 million people saw the Aggies on ESPN, the second most viewed sporting event around the country on December 26th, Mario. Well, just think of that. We're in little old Las Cruces, right? And we got New Mexico State University, and we had 2.3 million Americans watching a commercial for our institution, not just the football program, not just athletics, but I'm talking about the whole institution. We ran our commercials. And that is just a tremendous, um, a tremendous thing that football brought to us, the ability to get in front of that many eyeballs. About 30 seconds left, Mario. Anything else you want to slide on it? Oh, you know, I want to talk, you know Jerry uh, talked about – I echo Jerry's thing. The secondary and Melvin Rice, that, that's my biggest surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went from, I hate to say it, kind of being a sieve back there to – we didn't really have a deep ball thrown on us. Not no. that I can remember. No. And we used to get multiple deep balls thrown on us. So he, I, I agree. I'm sure he's going to say, yeah, no kidding. I'm the football coach. <laughs> you should agree with me. But as the person who doesn't know anything about yeah. football, I think he's right on the nose with that. 
Mario, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week on the show. All right. Thanks for having me, Adam. That's the Athletics Director, Mario Mocha. Big thanks to him. Big thanks to Jerry Kill and Jody Adams. The Aggie women are at home Thursday and Saturday. Tomorrow at 6, Saturday at 4. And the Aggie men are at the Pan Am Center on Saturday night at 7 p.m. Big thanks to our producer, Daniel Peterson. We're back with you next Wednesday here on the Coach's Show from Rudy's Barbecue. Adam Young saying so long and good night on the Aggie Network from Learfield.